back, my happy hippity-dippity homeschool and homesteaders out there. Hope you all are doing well. Today is episode number 61, which means that you can find the show notes for today at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 061. It's very complicated, I know. I made it that way. Anyway, I want to say thank you all to uh, for, for checking us out, giving it a listen, and seeing what's going on. I don't know if you're stuck in your house or if you're stuck in your county or if you're uh, stuck inside at night after 9 p.m. or dark or whenever whenever your curfew may be now, because uh, we need curfews now as adults. But uh, I hope you're you're all doing well out there. And uh, if you're you're new to homeschooling, if uh, you know this this quarantine. This uh, school shutdown thing has got your kids at home, and you're you're doing some homeschooling. I hope you uh, hope you enjoy this. I hope you learn some things, and I hope you stick with it. Uh, I hope this uh, you know when it's time for kids to go back to school, either the end of this year or, or next year, you think twice and say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe that was really a good thing that I was doing. Maybe I got stuck into doing something positive, and uh, you keep your kids home because that's uh, that's the best thing you can do for them. I think as a, as a parent. You know, step it up and, and be a parent, be that uh, the teacher that they, they need, that understands them the best. But uh, I, I digress. And so today's guest, uh, I mentioned two weeks ago when I had Mr. Mark Whitney on the show, uh, that I would be having Mr. John Mons on the show. And John is also running for the presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party. Uh, but we talked a bit about... Um, his experience as a, a homeschool dad. He's from Georgia as well. He lives a couple hours down the road from me, but I uh, thought I'd have him on today, and we did. We talked about his experience as well as where he sees the role of the, the federal government and even the state governments in education. So without further ado, let's go plant those liberty seeds with Mr. John Mons. guest today is uh, Mr. John Mons. If that name is familiar to you, uh, it should be. Um, he is, he's running for the presidential nomination of the uh, Libertarian Party. And uh, he's he's down here in Georgia with me, a little, little further south, but uh, down here as well. And um, I had him on today to talk a bit about homeschooling, because believe it or not, he's a, a homeschooling dad as well. So John, thank you for coming on. I, I know you're a busy guy and you've been all over. You're in Iowa and Alabama this weekend. So uh, thanks for coming coming home and talking with me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and no we're we're actually in Alabama and Nevada. Nevada. Okay. <laughs> I know there's so many there's so many of those things going on. I can't even follow them anymore. I don't know how you guys keep it straight, but uh um all right, so you you're a homeschooling dad. Um were you you were you homeschooled growing up or were you a public school kid or what what did you do? Uh, no, I was not homeschooled. Um, my educational background is um, early childhood. Uh, went to private, I guess we consider daycare now, the pre-kindergarten my parents paid for. And then from uh, first through third grade, I actually went to a private 
uh, Lutheran school for African-American students. After that, from fourth to ninth grade, I went to a Catholic school, and this was all in Michigan. Okay. Um, that was uh, mixed uh, demographics there. And then uh, I finished high school in a public high school in Florida, Pensacola area. Okay. And so I had a you know, kind of varied uh, experience growing up. And then I, I went to a, a, a private uh, college, a historically black college and university, Morehouse College. So that, that's my been my educational background. Good deal. Good deal. How, how was it? Did you, uh, did you enjoy public school as a kid or was it one of those things you look back now and you're kind of like, eh? Well, you know, I'm thankful for having the opportunity to see, I guess, how it, how it worked. And that was the last three years of high school, but growing up in, in the private schools and, and just seeing, uh, just the differences in how education is done has been very helpful, uh, to our family, because, you know, my experience is kind of was driven me in the homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice a difference between like the private school and the public school, do you think? Or was it just, I mean, you know, it was a, a time ago, but uh, do you recall any of that? Uh, I would say, you know, some, and that being, I think the quality of education was a lot better. I think the, in, in private school, you have students uh, that care more because their parents care more because they're, they're paying for their education out of, most of the time out of their pocket. Um, and also teachers, they, they seem to care more, um, really going the extra mile. You know, my, uh, public school at, you know, high school education, um, you know, and that level is more about having fun. Of course, yeah. older you get, I'm not being as serious. Um, yeah, you know, of course. type of environment. Um, so that that was some of the some of the differences that that I noticed. Cool. Now, when you got done with high school, you're wrapping up high school. There was was college one of those things that it was, you know, preordained that uh, you will you will be on your way to college in in six months or whatever. Or was this something that kind of you know, you waffled a bit about, or how did that? No, go? no, I, I, my, I have an old, older siblings, one sister and one brother, and um, I think at one time we were all three in college at the same time. So I, I knew I wanted to go to to college. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do or be. So um, I'd figured going to college uh, might help. It might expose me to some different things and. Uh, so yeah, I was very, and plus by that age, I was ready to get out of the house. I want to leave home, <laughs> you know, Yep. Um, and that was one, one way to do it. So no, I was looking forward to going to college. Cool. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so how, how long out of college before you had kids coming around then? Oh, it was, um, let me see. My oldest son was born in 97. So I'd been okay. out of college for 10 years before our first child was born, my wife and I. Now, um, was homeschooling something that had come up prior to that? It was this, when did, when did you guys make the decision to, to homeschool? Was it something you guys thought about earlier on or is it? Uh, you know, I, I don't really remember. Um, but of course when kids are young, 
Um, my wife was a stay-at-home mom when we first got married. So for the first couple of years, it's just natural. We, we only had one income. So, um, you know, kind of, you know, you're doing things with the kids and they don't really need a lot of education. So I think um, as they began to get older and then my second son, our second son was born 18 months later. Um, and I think we start having conversations about, you know, what we might want to do. Yeah. Did your, did your kids ever go to public school or was it, did you make the decision before Not it got all. to that point? Okay. We, we've homeschooled them, uh, the oldest three from the day they were born and until college. And we've got two college graduates and one is a senior in college right now. And then we have a 13 year old that's still at home. Okay. So you got four of them then, I guess. If yeah, I can. Four, four kids and like I said, three already in college, two out. Good deal. Good deal. Did you, um, how did that go? Did you guys use a curriculum or when you first got into, into the homeschooling side of things? Um, I guess it was probably what, early, early two thousands. There's probably some stuff out there. Um, you know, it's mm -hmm. becoming a little more, a little more common. Um, yes. so what, did you guys have a curriculum that you used, or did you have friends that were homeschooling or? Uh, well, we, one, we were very fortunate. Um, our two oldest uh, kids were born in Michigan. And okay. when we moved to Georgia, they were still pretty young. They were both under two. So when we got into homeschooling, we found a very awesome co-op that was based out of Thomasville. And a lot of the parents who had been doing homeschooling for a while were very help helpful and kind of guiding us into what we were doing. So um, we started off with Abeka uh, back then in the, in the early grades. Uh, I think for all the kids, when when like K through you know third, fourth grade, something like that. We start with. We went to homeschooling conferences. Um, we joined the homeschool legal defense organization and. and yeah. So starting off, it was mostly a backup. All right. Yeah. It's a, that one, uh, the homeschool legal defense, uh, organization or whatever it is. That's, it's a, a good one. Everybody that's homeschool should pay attention to for sure. But, uh, did you guys have any hangups in the beginning? Um, I don't know, family or hesitations within, in your own conversations with your, your wife, or was it always just kind of full bore? Let's do this thing. Uh, no hangups, really. My wife and I, uh, it was something we wanted to do. And because we, we moved, uh, you know, from Michigan, where the majority of our family is, uh, it wasn't anybody saying you can or we shouldn't do this. Uh, you know, I think over the years, my mom, every now and then would be like, well, you know, if, if you get tired of homeschooling, and, <laughs> you know, I'll be willing to help you put them in private school or something like that. But so that that never materialized. We never wanted to do that. So yeah. uh, and we've been fortunate. It, it's worked out. And it was we didn't know the details of homeschooling, how you do the the legal requirements. Every state is different, and all that. But you know, we decided to just learn along the way, and it worked out great for us. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I can't speak for some of the other other states out there, but I feel like Georgia is fairly easy. It's not, it's not too bad in terms of what you have to, 
do or follow or report back to the state. Um, so it's, you know, but I, I agree. I agree. Luckily, that's one thing that's easy to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I've, I've talked to a few people like up, up north, like New Englandy, and it's doesn't doesn't sound easy at all. But um, kind of discourage it. But uh, so you, uh, all right. When when you got to high school and stuff, um, or your, your kids did, did um, are you guys still doing the the co op thing? What did you do for kind of exposure at that point and? Um, with with your kids or well as they got older um the, the co-op offered uh classes taught by other parents i thought was real cool so um and this started about middle school age in which they could have you know take biology and and physical science and chemistry from an actual doctor one of the parents um and then we had another parent that uh had a legal background, but she all, she loved math. So she would teach a lot of your geometries and, and, um, other courses, um, for that appropriate age level. So that worked very well. Um, as far as socialization, um, our kids have been very active in programs, uh, scouting, uh, boy scouts, girl scouts, and also 4-H. So um, I tell people all the time, because that's that's something that homeschoolers get. Well, how will your kids be socialized? Yeah, I say, yeah. well, you know, uh, public, well, one, public schooling, is they learn all the wrong things in mm-hmm. public school. I, I know I was exposed to a lot of stuff, uh, or even when I went to private school, that you might not necessarily want your child to be exposed to or be in control of it. So uh, that was never an issue for us. And being active in, in programs like Scouts and, and 4-H, you know, they got a chance to meet other kids their age and, and also different ages. They weren't stuck just in their age group. Um, they got a chance to learn leadership skills, different soft skills. So, um, you know, that, you know, also I think benefited us. And plus, you know, when you homeschool, we, we like to travel or we're very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can turn, you know, your trips into learning. Everything's a, a, basically a learning adventure or a learning opportunity. You know, you don't have to be sitting in a classroom, you know, to be educated. So, um, and, and we would do a lot of that, just going and traveling and learning about different places. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, it, you know, people that are in public school still, you know, you go on vacation, you go places. But I feel like when you start homeschooling, there's something like in your brain that clicks and it, it, everything kind of, you do, you look at everything through a different lens of what can I learn here? What can I teach here? What, what can we do like, and get out of this more than just face value? You know, it's, uh, I, I know we've done that a, a lot more, um, now, but do you guys get up to, to visit family in, in Michigan then? Did you use that as a vacation sort of time? Well, yeah, we try to go up there at least once a year. Um, and more just to visit family. Yeah. Uh, but when we went, uh, you can go to different museums. Uh, my kids, of course, growing up in the South, uh, they would go and we'd take them ice skating or skiing, <laughs> uh, doing things like that and exposing them to, to just different things. Uh, being exposed to the city versus living in the country. Uh, highways and byways and all that. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, our family's up in 
like New England, and we've yet to go up during the winter. We always use it uh, August as our as our time to get away and get out of here. Uh, but they keep begging to go back up when it's snowing, and I just I keep telling them you're going to get frostbite. But <laughs> but um, all right. So when you guys you're getting through co- uh, high school and you're you're moving on to college. Um, how did that transition go? Because I know that's one that, you know, I don't know if it depends on the college you go to, if it depends on, um, you know, what what did you do for a portfolio? How did you guys go through the the application process um, end of things? Yeah, that, w- that was very interesting. Once again, having other parents that were kind of going through some of the same things was helpful. And luckily, uh, another good program you know, that, that Georgia has is, is dual enrollment. So mm, yeah, most of our kids, I think my oldest, cause we were just learning about it. I think he started taking uh, college level courses when he was about 15 or 16. So um, when he went off to college, he had already had a, about 30 hours of college uh, credit that was able to transfer. Now, uh, so I think I, I pretty sure I understand, but, I, and I know some people probably out, out there don't, um, but so dual enrollment was, how's that work? You, I think, I thought it was sophomore, junior year. You could start enrolling in like community classes, community college classes, or is it, was it any college class that would take you or? Um, well, the way we were approached it, we kind of knew where they were going to wind up going to college. So depending on uh, what their their area of study, you know, you pretty much select a college that's going to fit where they can take classes that would be accepted by that college. So they were actually um, going to four, a four-year college down here um, that matched very well with the colleges that they would get their degrees from. So, and we started a little bit later for our oldest child because we didn't know. But actually, mm-hmm. our daughter, who's our third child, um, you just have to pass a a test. She started taking uh, college level classes when she was about uh, fourteen or fifteen. She was in her ninth grade, so she started off when she started taking her ninth grade high school level classes. She also started doing some core classes at college level. That's impressive. And so going back, the, the, the question on the, the application process, um, I forget all the details. My wife handled a lot of that paperwork. But we, you just reach out to the college and ask them, hey, I have a homeschool student. And, you know, what do you need from us? You know, uh, what do you accept? And you kind of gear um, the paperwork that you do, the transcript. You create a transcript for them you know, for their high school classes and in any, well, they have one from college when they're doing the dual enrollment program. So once again, the co-op was very helpful in, in, in just researching, you know, how to, to create a high school transcript. We, we did their diplomas. We printed their diplomas um, when they graduate from high school and, and things like that. All right. Did you guys ever run into any, any pushback from colleges that, uh, either wanted things that were over the top or just weren't interested in a, in a homeschool student? No, no, we didn't, we didn't have any problems. Like I said, we started the process early because mm-hmm. we kind of knew 
you know, where they want to go. So, um, and it happened to be both, you know, my wife and my own alma mater. So that was kind of easy because we, we knew people at the school. We met people in admissions and they were very helpful. So no, no problems for us. Nice. Good deal. It's always something that's like, along with like the whole, you know, how you socialize your kids thing that like the college one, you know, what, what are you, you going to do after high school? You know, you, you don't have a diploma and, and no college wants you if you don't have a diploma. And so it's, you know, it's always curious to hear the different um, responses and, and uh, I don't know, situations that people have, have found themselves in. So um, thank you. But uh, all right. So did you guys, how different was it for, for your, 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 Youngest one now, I think. Think you said it's a. You have a daughter. A younger daughter is like thirteen or the youngest child's son. Son, yeah, he's okay. Thirteen now. All right. So how was that coming? He's he's kind of not all on his own, but uh, you know he's a little bit of an age gap there. Did he? Uh, you guys do things differently for him than that you <laughs> picked up for the first three, or was it? Uh... Yeah, I, I would say yes, because uh, once again, the beauty of homeschooling is you can kind of gear what you do to the child. So I think with the, the older three pretty much being all 18 months apart, um, we kind of, they did things together and a lot more structure. We, we were really involved in the homeschool group for them with our youngest, uh, not so much. Um, we kind of left the homeschool group and, and that was for various reasons too. Um, they had some changes in leadership that that kind of changed it. it. It just wasn't the same as as when we had been there with the earlier kids. So we've kind of you know taken a little bit different path with our our last child, and um, you know doing more things uh, for him ourselves instead of relying on others. Gotcha. How how has that been? Has it been easy enough? Have you found enough resources and stuff out there? You feel like you you know it's it's adequate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been going well and we might, one, one change might anticipate with him is um, the three older kids, they, they went off and started taking college courses a lot earlier. And, and two of them actually had their AA degrees uh, when they graduated from high school. They, so nice. they got their diplomas and their AA degrees. Um, uh, I think with our, our youngest, since he's the last one, and once he's gone, <laughs> a whole different thing. That you know, maybe we we won't, and we weren't necessarily rushing the other kids out of right. the house or, or anything like that. But that's one thing you know personally. I kind of anticipate. Uh, you know, we have a, a good time together, and there's no need just rushing them out of the house. So we we may just um, you know take a little bit longer and and, and take a little bit slower path with him. Yeah, I, I I hear you a little bit. I have four, and man, they get they get old fast. It goes goes by quick, you know. It really, really, really does. But um, so I'm curious, your your older three um, sounded like they they knew what they were doing when they they went to college. They knew what they were going to pursue in regards to to academic expertise, at least. Um, how did you guys? figure that out or how, what, what kind of tools did you use to gauge, um, where their interests would be? Um, just, just talking with them. And that's another, once again, great thing about, 
homeschooling is you actually spend time with your kids. Um, <laughs> the, the time is going to fly, you know, away no matter what happens and what type of schooling you do, but at least with homeschooling, um, you know, it's been great to actually spend time with your kids growing up. Um, so yeah, they kind of knew what direction they, they wanted to go in so that, that you know, made it easier. Um, well, they, we did assessments every year. Yeah, that was more yeah. so to kind of track, you know, how well they were doing, um, in comparison to other kids. Um, but you know, we, you know, didn't try to pigeonhole them one way or another into what they, they wanted to do. You know, they just generally kind of found their way. It's impressive when you, the ability that, that children have to find their way with a little bit of, of guidance or a little bit of, you know, somebody around the, the edge for them. Um, but they can do it. It's, it's there. They, they have that ability. And I don't know, I feel like putting them in, in public school where everything is kind of laid out in front of them takes that, takes that away from them. But, um, all right. So moving on, well, before we, before we move on, anything you want to, I don't know, share about homeschooling that, that we missed or something that you regret that you did differently or you, you wish you did differently or any, anything like that? No, I would say another thing about homeschooling, especially when you live in, in a rural area like we do, where there are not a lot of schooling options. For example, right now, every school in our local system is rated F by the state. And there's there's just not a whole lot of options out there. So um, when we think about that, you know, we're so happy with the fact that we did homeschool, um, you know, because we even just living in the community um, and we would interact or hear from other parents about how uh, their kids were doing in schools and basically how the schools were failing their kids. Um, You know, we were just glad that, that we took the opportunity to, you know, to homeschool our kids. Um, and one thing I've, I have had, not all of the kids, I know for sure my daughter, um, she was like, you know, thank you. They thank, you know, she <laughs> us for homeschooling. It was funny because she had to take a test. Uh, I think it was the PSAT. And she had to take it at the local high school. And she came back and she was like, dad, those kids are crazy. <laughs> you know, and we, you know, we laugh about it, and, yeah. you know, or for example, uh, you know, we'll tell her my youngest son, of course, he says, well, you know, maybe I wouldn't mind going to public school. You know, maybe I'd give it a shot. And, and his siblings were like, nah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. We our our older son went to kindergarten for a year and, you know, he he has no no interest in in going back. So I don't know. I think he maybe rubs off on the the younger ones. We'll see as they get older. But um, all right. So you are, as I mentioned at the, the top here, um, you're running for presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party. I can I can never say it right. Yeah. <laughs> string it together in the right order. But uh, you are, and uh, so I'm kind of curious. What um, where do you see the the role of the the federal government in education? Well, um, they shouldn't be involved at all, period. That, that's uh, 
what I, I believe, and, and that's what I talk about, even when I, um, well, when I ran for governor, I also ran for governor in Georgia back in 2010. And, you know, I talked about giving more parents more control over their kids' education. I, I think that is the best way to go. But as far as the federal government, there's absolutely no need for the federal government to be involved in education at all. You know, I talk about ending the Department of Education, uh, ending um, the need for for funding to go to Washington, D.C., and then have states like Georgia have to beg for educational funding back. And when they do get it, it's all kind of strings attached. And, and to me, that doesn't just doesn't make sense. Um, when you look at programs like No Child Left Behind, and I would I've probably talked to every superintendent uh, in my community since we've been living here. And like most government programs, they so-called are well-intentioned, but they never seem to do what they, they are promised to do. And then you, after four or five years of that, you switch to a new program because the new person has a new direction. And, and you, you waste a lot of money, resources. Teachers have to be retrained and they have to, you have to change curriculum. And, and none of it has led to any increase in, in, in scoring scores or, uh, like I say, a lot of these schools are still failing students. So it's a total waste. So I would say definitely on the federal level, get the government out of education and, and on, on the state level as well. Okay. All right. So how, how do you, how would you foresee that breaking down at the, the state level? Do you think it would turn more to the, the counties? Um, I mean, who, yeah, it's always the big, scary, big, scary thing, you know? What, what yeah, do I do? I mean, There's no school, but... It, it is scary because people aren't used to it currently. Mm-hmm. But there was a time uh, in this the country's history when, you know, there were no public schools. And um, really the ones that have had trouble being educated or, or having access to educated were the ones that weren't allowed or it was illegal. Um, like my great, great grandparents were, were enslaved. So, you know, government and, and involvement in their education was, you know, prohibiting them from being educated. So, but there was a, a time in this, in the country's history where we were, were very literate um, and we didn't have compulsory education laws. We didn't have um, public schooling. But um, it, because, you know, my view and what I've learned is that, especially in the younger years, you don't need a whole lot to be able to teach your child how to read and do basic math. Yeah. So it's, it's really an indictment on the system when you have kids that can go through 12 years, years of schooling and, and can barely read or not reading on grade level or, um, you know, struggle to do very simple tasks. I mean, that is, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a mess, especially when you go back and you look at the history of, of what we were, what, what the country was doing before and then after and where we are now and what, what all the money that we've poured into this, this education system that we have here and, and all that it's given us back in return. Um, you know, but 
and what it hasn't, you know. Yeah, well, exactly, you know? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in, and people shouldn't, to me, uh, one, I, I talk about you, you can't have a, a free, a so-called free country without free people. And, you know, part of that is being able to ed- educate your child as you see fit. Another part of that is the fact that government has no business in education. Right. You know, and, and because when you look at what government does, it's going to, you know, it doesn't create anything. So in order to so-called fund any program, it has to take money from people and a lot of times redistribute it to others. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, and I talked to my kids about the fact that the property we taxes that we pay, the bulk of it goes to the public education system, one that we will never use, haven't used, and then it's failing the students that they, they have in their charge. Yeah. So um, we, we taught all of our kids to read using one phonics book that we probably paid about $25 for. <laughs> and all of our kids could read by the age of four. Nice. And so it's, it's not as expensive as it seems when you look at yeah. um, in Michigan. And even down here, I think on average, it's about $8,800. Uh, it may have grown since then per year that they say the cost of educating a child is. Um, and, and to, to us, when you homeschool, when you, when you hear that amount, it just blows your mind away. Cause you know that, you know, what you've been able to do with only a fraction of that cost. Yep. Yeah. You can make it as, as inexpensive or as expensive as you want, especially with all the, the free resources out there now. It's, uh, it's disgusting how much waste there is about in the the public system all right well i i don't i don't want to keep you too long i really i do appreciate you coming on and um talking where where can people go to find your find out more about you or to uh see see more of your your policies or your uh they can they can go to mons m-o-n-d-s 2020.com that's the website or on facebook it's uh Vote Mons. They can go there, and I forget what Twitter is. I think Twitter is also Mons Twenty Twenty. So I'm constantly putting uh, more information uh, on the website. Doing a redesign right now, but on Facebook, uh, we have a lot of things that we post about the different positions um, that I'm taking in my campaign. But uh, I just want to encourage anybody that's out there. I'm sure your audience is maybe. people that are already homeschooling, but also maybe some that are thinking about it. I would encourage anybody that has the opportunity to at least try and and see how it it works out for you. Uh, you Reach out if you're struggling, you know, reach out, find others in the movement and, and get help, get assistance. But, uh, you know, if you really want to do it, you can do it. You can make a way to make it work. So that's my You, you definitely, you definitely can. And, uh, homeschoolers are a, for the most part, are a, a friendly br- bunch. And if you, you're right. If you have questions, if you have reach out, find people, they, they exist, they're out there. So I, I will put all the links to that stuff in the, the show notes, all your, your pages and, and whatnot. Um, maybe I'll, I'll link to some of the, the debates or, or whatever in there as well. If you want to hear you, hear you talk some more, but, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on and and good luck to you and and appreciate the work you're doing.
So, this is my show, and I pick my guests. So, of course, I like my guests. Why would I pick them? I didn't like them. Anyway, I did. I enjoyed talking to, to John. Um, he's a good, good fella out there trying to make some positive change in the world. And uh, really, go, go give him a, a look. Go check out his website. Um, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, all those links will be in the show notes for today's show, which I said at the top will be at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 061. Just a few items of, of business here before I let you all go run around in your COVID-infected world out there, whatever whatever that may look like. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe, share. If this is your first time, thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, if it's not your first time, thank you for coming back. Always go to patreon.com slash the Liberty Hippie to support these these shows, keep them coming out, um, keep me honest and, and productive, I suppose you could say. And uh, yeah, go go check out the Discord server. Uh, there, there'll be a link to that in the show notes, or you can go to homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, and uh, there will be a, a short link in there that you can just go to and... Uh, Join the Discord. It's uh, it's growing a little bit, a little bit here and there, here and there. But uh, yeah, the conversations are are enjoyable. So go check that out. Come back next week, guys, and we'll have some more some more conversations about homesteading and freedom and liberty and what that means. And uh, who knows? Who knows how things will have changed in the next week? It will be drastic indeed, no doubt. So stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your food. Take care of the people around you. You know. Uh, don't don't make the the older folks get out and go do their their stuff bring bring things to them treat each other kindly and with respect so uh i guess that's that's all for today remember get out there sow those seeds of liberty we can all reap sheaves of freedom together i'm gonna ride us his dream i'm gonna ride us his dream